So the S&P 500 is about to hit record highs. We have completely in the United States made up for the dip that we saw when Corona got rolling in late February, early March. We have completely made up for that in terms of the US stock market. And so one thing that I'm hearing from many, many people who follow the stock market and the economy is that the stock market is not the economy. The stock market is not the economy. This is something that I've been hearing over and over and over again. So I think it's important to recognize what that means in the context of what's happening in 2020. And let's just start with some definitions. So what, for instance, is the stock market? It's a market for stocks. That's how I would define it. And stocks are shares of ownership in companies. But when we refer to the stock market, usually we're referring to things like the Dow Jones or the S&P 500, which are things that track the top 500 or top 1,000 or 1,500 companies in the United States. So it's not the entire stock market. It's just the larger share, the top of the stock market where most of the value and the wealth sits. And so when we think about the fact that the S&P 500 is now higher than it was before the pandemic and in the middle of the third wave or the third spike of the pandemic, it really begs the question, does the stock market track the economy? Are the two synonymous? And the answer is clearly no. And before we dive into that, let's talk about what the economy is. The economy is all of us. The economy is the sum total of businesses that produce goods or services or both and consumers that consume those goods or services or both. That is the economy. And two things to note about the economy right now is that unemployment is still high. It's still in double digits. And that's because we are in a service sector recession. And I have the daily, a podcast that they put out last week to thank for putting me on to this concept of a service sector recession. If you think about the people who got laid off, it's the places that were forced to close down, restaurants, hotels, casinos, bars, gyms, places like where I work, we were able to transition from working in an office to working from home. And if you were in a sector that didn't get too hit too hard, not many people got laid off. But if you're a service worker, you definitely got laid off. Maybe you lost your job permanently. And since March, we've been going through this up and down of bars and restaurants and hotels being able to open and then having to close and open and close. And now we're in another round of all of these closures, meaning that service sector workers who are overwhelmingly black and Hispanic women have been out of work the longest. And because you have high unemployment in the service sector, which makes up a vast majority of the U.S. economy, food insecurity is also high. Because again, think about the fact that you have black and Hispanic women who are overrepresented in the service sector, who are being laid off, 
who are also usually culturally responsible for taking care of children who have not been able to be in school. Just last week, we found out that New York, after about eight weeks in school, is going to be not doing school because coronavirus cases have been spiking. And so if you have a woman who has been unemployed and now she also has to take care of her son or daughter who is not in school when they usually would be, that makes it even harder for them to find work even if their former employer is allowed to be open. So while the S&P 500 is reaching record highs, you have an entire service sector economy that is still very deep in a recession. And so how can this be? Isn't the stock market supposed to reflect the economy? Well, not really, because when you think about the stock market, what is propping it up right now is really the success of big tech and companies that sell goods that had a very strong online presence before 2020. Let me say what I mean by that. Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google, companies like Zoom, all of these big tech companies, they have really done much better during this time because because we're all home, because we're all working from home, we have to rely on these services to live our lives in a way that we didn't have to pre-COVID. And then when you think about things like Peloton, places that sell goods. Because again, while people are not spending as much money on services, we're still spending money on goods. And so people are still spending money on goods. If you're a company that had a really strong online presence, you were able to transition into the COVID economy quite well. And then the demand for your product might've gone up. Peloton is a great example of this. So again, the stock market is being propped up, not by people, but by these companies that are doing exorbitantly well during a pandemic. And when you think about the people who invest in the stock market, most of the wealth in the stock market is owned by, you guessed it, a very few people in the United States. These are people that either don't work or certainly didn't get laid off when Corona hit. And what they're doing when they're thinking about investing is they're looking at the economy, but They're looking at the economy for the signals about whether or not to invest in certain companies. And if I'm an investor and I'm looking at the economy and I'm seeing more shutdowns, more work from home, I'm investing more in companies like Apple, Facebook, Alphabet, Google, (laughs) they're the same, Peloton, Zoom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so while the stock market to a certain extent reflects the economy, investors don't care about the economy. They're looking at the economy for signals to whether or not the stock is going to keep going up, which is what they care about. And so it makes sense. It makes sense to invest in the stock market right now because the biggest companies in America are doing so, so well, while at the same time, so many service workers are still unemployed. This recession hasn't hit Americans the same. This has been different than 2008 and 9, which had, to a certain extent, while there was lots of income and wealth inequality that was created during that time, many more Americans felt the impact of that recession. Whereas today, in 2020, there's very clearly two different sides to this. There's the people that got laid off when COVID hit, and there's the people that had to transition into working from home when COVID hit. There's the people that have been struggling to pay rent, to pay for food, while other people are seeing their wealth increase because they invested pre-COVID. 
This recession hasn't hit all Americans the same. And that's why it's even difficult to really think about, are we in a recession right now? Because for some people, we're not. But for some people, we clearly are. Some people need the stimulus and some people don't. And where we go from here is quite unclear because if we don't divorce ourselves from this notion that the stock market is synonymous with the economy, we might look at the stock market and say, hey, we've we've kind of recovered. It's like COVID is kind of almost over. Meanwhile, the service sector has not come back. 